To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Welcome. Well, come in. Let's put on the show. Your cadaverous pallor. Aloha. Betrays an aura of foreboding. Hang on to them hats and glasses. And now, ladies and gentlemen, remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. One of the most popular adventures in Disneyland, the Matterhorn bobsleds, which take guests on a chilling bobsled run through icy caverns, fog banks, eerie, colorful icicles and ice crystals, and a terrifying encounter with the abominable snowman. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Remain Seated, Please. I'm David. I'm Robert. I'm Anthea. And Susie's out sick. Aw, feel better, Susie. (laughs) So, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about a thrilling bobsled ride down the icy slopes of the majestic Matterhorn. Is it the Matterhorn? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) The the Matterhorn Mountain. Uh, Do you say mountain or mountain? Um, I think I'm a mountain person. Yeah. I tried to say mountain. Mountain. Yeah. yeah, like especially when I say uh, Space Mountain, mm-hmm. I can't say Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Space Mountain. It sounds weird when you do it. What's I know. That about? I don't know. It just has to come out. Like Space Mountain sounds fine, but Space oh, yeah. Mountain. Oh, well, it's weird as just now when you did Mountain, it sounded weird. Space Mountain. But after your it's, fast it's, pass situation. Yeah. <laughs> So this year, 2019, marks the 60th anniversary of the Matterhorn bobsled. So crazy. Did you and know that? may I say, I don't think the Matterhorn has ever looked better. She looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. It does look she great. She looks a beaut. Mm-hmm. I love the Matterhorn. Ride's a little bumpy, but yeah, I love the theming of it all. Just love it all. It's such a staple. It's like one of those, like, if uh, you get top five attractions from, like, uh, anybody, the Matterhorn's in there, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But visually, I mean... Oh, yeah. You know, because you used to be able to spot it from the freeway. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. if you're coming, I think, is it the 57? 52? Sure. What is that freeway? It's such a beautiful, clear shot of it. Mm. It's great. Yeah, and I remember, you know, driving to Disneyland before all the buildings were there, and you could see it pretty far away. Yeah. So... I wonder if you can see the Matterhorn from Knott's, and like one of the tall, like the parachute drop or whatever. Or that one that, that got swing stuck. swing thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the parking structure, you could see downtown LA. Yeah. That's true. So we thought to commemorate the anniversary of the Matterhorn, we would do a whole episode dedicated to... The Matterhorn Bobsleds. Welcome to a most exciting adventure. A breathtaking bobsled ride down the icy slopes of the majestic Matterhorn. So uh, why don't we talk a little bit about the history of how the Matterhorn came to be, shall we? Lettuce. Yes, please. Remain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is where we get our namesake. Forget that. Yeah, this is where we get our namesake. That's right. Remain seated, please, is from the Matterhorn. Oh, I said romaine. Oh. Because you said lettuce. Oh. (laughs) Romaine seated, please. Tomato. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys know what was before the Matterhorn? What was there? A mountain. You probably know all this. A bunch of dirt. Yeah. There was a bunch of dirt. Uh, Basically, when they were uh, making Disneyland, they had Sleeping Beauty's Castle, and they had to build a moat. 
around the castle. Can't have a castle without a moat and a drawbridge. Uh, of course. What's yeah. a moatless castle? Uh, it's just a house. That's like a pizza without mozzarella. Exactly. <laughs> that was chaos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Too many references. Um, so uh, when they dug out the moat, they had all this dirt that they dug out and they just turned it into a hill next to it and they put some sod on it, leveled it off and put some park benches there and mm-hmm. uh, made it a little seating area. And they called it originally Holiday Hill. It took its name from early plans of a proposed holiday land that would be all about different holidays going on. Mm-hmm. So I assume the theming of that land would change depending on what holiday it was. You know, pretty soon after Disneyland was up and running, Walt saw the hill and he wanted it changed because it was a bit of an eyesore. I wonder if it took Just, away from the perspective of the castle, too. If you have a hill next to the castle, it doesn't look as... Yeah. Maybe. But I guess the Matterhorn does the same thing. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But the Matterhorn just, look, Matterhorn just looks better bigger yeah. next to the castle. Matterhorn's also to scale, so next to the castle, yeah. you know. Yeah, but so it was a bit of an eyesore, and it eventually became a sort of lover's lane. People That's would, right. Would hook Do up. some heady, heavy petting on the... Necking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they neck on that hill. <laughs> well, and, and during the date nights, late nights or date nights at Disneyland. They're open until the clock strikes 1 a.m. on Friday and Saturday night. That's right. Um, and it really was like in probably like in the dark across from the Carnation yeah. <laughs> Plaza Garden. <laughs> After your swing dancing, you're mm-hmm. all sweating, dancing that. And then you just start, <laughs> you interlock necks like giraffes. Yeah. I found my thrill on Blueberry Holiday Hill. Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Also in that area was a huge steel tower, which was one of the pylons for the Skyway ride. Uh, so this just this was an area of the park that needed some work, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, did the Skyway Buckets did not was not an opening day attraction? No. How long after the park did that open? I think 1957, but I'm not okay. positive about that. Could have been 56. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that the the span of time between opening and the Matterhorn opening really is not. It's four years. It's crazy. Yeah, it's huge. So when when Walt wanted to change what Holiday Hill was, he instantly thought of creating a snowy mountain toboggan ride. Toboggan. Yeah, it's such a good word. Sorry, it is. Really? No. Have you been up to Big Bear? They have a toboggan ride there. It's so fun. It's called the Alpine Slide. Seems and dangerous. It, it, I mean, it really kind of <laughs> is. If you, you, I think you can find plenty of videos of people falling off of it, and it's very popular in Germany. And I'm assuming this is what Walt was probably thinking of doing: is you basically sit on a skateboard that has a lever uh, that's between your legs, and if you push forward on the lever, the wheels are in a way that they're free rolling. And if you pull back on the lever, the wheels kind of lift up, which mm. sort of slows, basically acts as a brake and slows you down. And uh, at least in some of the images that I saw online for what they were likening what Walt wanted to build, it looked like the Alpine Slide type of idea. Oh. Yeah. So when Walt wanted this idea of creating this huge mountain and a toboggan ride, he was always told it wasn't possible. One of the reasons that they said it wouldn't work, which I thought was funny, was um, they couldn't do it because the snow would melt. It's California. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what kind of world were they living in? I guess they figured when he said that he wanted a snowy mountain, they figured, oh, he'd really want snow. So, you know. 
But uh, yeah, so Walt wanted this done. Uh, one day, Walt was sitting on a bench looking at Holiday Hill. Walt and his benches. Yeah, he's sitting there on a bench and he's just staring off into space. And, and an employee came up to him and asked him what he's looking at. And his response, my mountain. <laughs> the mountain wasn't there, but he still saw it in his mind's eye. So everyone's telling Walt, this is going to be impossible. You can't make this toboggan ride. But Walt wouldn't let it go. Well, a Disneyland executive named Jack Sayers found an article in Fun Spot magazine about wild mouse style roller coasters. Now, these roller coasters are the style of like uh, Goofy Sky Goofy School. Sky School. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like uh, several people sitting next to each other. Uh, uh, the zigzaggy. Yeah, the zigzaggy Wild design. mouth? Wild mouse wild ride. Mouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Instantly, you can picture what that would be. Yeah. I think that's really very <laughs> that's clever true. naming. Because the, the goofy sky school looks like Mousetrap. It does, yeah. yeah. It does. That's what I always <laughs> think about. Yeah. But Walt liked the idea of having a roller coaster, and he passed on the idea to WED, which is what Imagineering was called back then. WED stands for Walt Elias Disney, right? That's right. So the idea of having this roller coaster was going to happen no matter what. Something was going to happen with this hill. So by the end of 1957, the hill was gone to do construction on a mountain. This mountain's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And there were many different names that they went through to create this ride. At first, they were thinking of calling it Snow Mountain. I'm going to give you some names of different ideas. Tell me if you like the names of the... I, tell I, me if you like I don't mind names. Snow Mountain. All right, Snow, Snow Mountain. You guys like that? Mm. How about Mount Disneyland? No. No. Disneyland Mountain. Mm, no. no. Sorcerer's Mountain. That's okay. That's fun. Next to the castle, sure. Yeah. Magic Mountain. No. <laughs> Six Flags. <laughs> I mean, it, that existed, I guess. Uh, bef- that would have hit. Would have existed before Six Flags Magic Mountain. Though. Right. How about Fantasy Mountain? That's okay. That makes sense. Echo Mountain. No. Echo Mountain. No. And how Echo, about Echo. how about the Walterhorn? <laughs> the Walterhorn. Like oh, the Walterhorn? Oh no! Play on Walt's name. Oh no! No 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 no! <laughs> I'm gonna write the Walterhorn. Oh man! <laughs> it's just Walt Disney and some leader hosen yodeling. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> so they're making this mountain and they're trying to decide the theming what to call it and at this time walt was on location in switzerland for the making of third man on the mountain mm-hmm. which is about mountain climbing third man on the mountain is ready for release to motion picture theaters where your family can share the high adventure of walt disney's most breathtaking motion picture i think in the movie they don't climb the matterhorn itself or if they do they don't call it the matterhorn Oh, yeah. From the clips I saw, I feel like the Matterhorn's in the background. So while Walt was there in Switzerland on location for this movie, he saw the Matterhorn and he was fascinated by it. Apparently, sometimes he would just stand there for an hour staring at it. Wow. Just marvel in its so presence. Bizarre. Imagine you're like a PA on that film. Like, what the hell with this guy? <laughs> sir, sir, sir. <laughs> to me, it sounds like you just had like this grand time in Switzerland for a week. Like, you're making the movie. I'm going to walk around this town. I'll show what kind of collectibles I can bring home. That's right. Uh, and one of those collectibles, he found a little postcard. He found a mountain. He's like, bring this mountain, pack it away. Well, he, found, <laughs> he found a postcard of the Matterhorn, and he sent it back home to the Imagineers with two words written on the back of it saying, build this. 
No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) So it's officially known as the Matterhorn Mountain by the end of 1958. People that were key components to creating this Matterhorn Mountain were art director Vic Green, Joe Fowler was in charge of construction, Mm. and Bob Gurr, who we all know created the ride vehicles. You know, if it rolled, he probably designed it. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Fowler also is the namesake for Fowler's Harbor over by the uh, Haunted Mansion. because That's right. He built the dry dock and Walt didn't want it and all this whole thing. Well, Fowler built all of Disneyland, basically. Yeah. He was key key person yeah so the first step of creating any ride is to do a blueprint uh, and things like that but for this this was such a unique ride they couldn't just do a blueprint of a building and create it so the first step was to create scale models Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. once again after creating these scale models and seeing how difficult it would be to build this, people thought Walt was crazy again and telling him <laughs> it's impossible, like always. Uh, the first model that was created uh, by Harriet Burns, Disney legend Harriet Burns. Do you know her? She's uh, she's a pretty famous Imagineer. She worked on a ton of stuff, everything. She came up with the idea of using uh, cashmere for the Tiki Bird's chest. Oh. But the first model was about a foot high. And it was made in layers like a cake. So you could remove a certain mm, layer. To see like well, parts of it? Or? Not, not to see parts of it, but if something needed to be fixed, you wouldn't have to start from scratch. You mm. could just change that particular layer. Oh, that's, that's fun. very smart. At one point when they're creating the Matterhorn, Walt wanted an ice rink to be at the bottom of the Matterhorn also. Oh, wow. Mm. Obviously, they decided not to go that way. That would have been an issue. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I wonder about space, where it would go. So when they created this model of the Matterhorn, usually, like what they would do, especially uh, now, they would send people to the location of the actual Matterhorn to to get their reference and be in its presence. Well, Harriet Burns and the other people that worked on it, they only had postcards of National Geographic to look at to (laughs) Mm -hmm. create the Matterhorn. So it was a bit tough for them. And Harriet Burns, she added, so you know how the top of the Matterhorn has like a little hook? Mm -hmm. She added more of a hook than what the actual one actually has because she really wanted it to have an effect with the sun to have neat shadows. Oh, and it does. Yeah. So they made a second model, which was a bit bigger, and it had duplicates made, and that was the model that they sent to Disneyland for reference for the uh, engineers Mm -hmm. and the people making the attraction. Bob Gurr, who created the ride vehicle, he also designed the track. He has said that designing the Matterhorn track was the hardest job he ever had. Really? Why? First of all, he wasn't good at math. And he had to teach himself trigonometry to create oh, this whole thing. <laughs> but imagine you have two tracks interweaving with itself. And you also have to figure out how narrow to make these caverns and things so people can't touch it. Mm. There's just so much involved. And because nothing is squared, nothing is the way you would make a regular building. Everything had to be done from scratch and just kind of figured out. Hey, just ride it until you can't touch it anymore. Just say, yeah, ride it back a little bit. Isn't it like the first tube steel roller coaster? That's right. It is the first tubular steel roller coaster. Yeah. 
So Aero Development, who created lots of ride vehicles with Disney, uh, Bob Gurr would work with them. Mm-hmm. They did Snow White Scary did they? Adventure, I believe, yeah. I know they did the pirate boats. Mm. But they uh, collaborated with WED to make the ride system. So, you know, the bobsleds, they rely mostly on gravity. There's nothing making them go. Yeah. yeah. They have, you know, the lift hill, which brings them up, and then it's gravity from that point on. But they do have pressurized air brakes in key parts of the attraction mm-hmm. to slow them down. Aren't there, like, tires there are some also tires. that kind of help there, keep the momentum? There are tires, but those don't come until the 70s. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Then a company called American Bridge created the steel structure of the Matterhorn. How many individual steel girders do you think they used? What's a girder? I think a girder is just... (laughs) Like an I-beam? Like a two by four of steel. Right, yeah. So how many of those pieces? I'm going to... And each one was made separately. Not, Not one was the same. Right. For some reason, I feel like I saw... I saw it before they had put the shell on, and I feel like it was more bare than I would have thought. So I'm going to say like 73 Anthea? 2,000. No, 2,500. They're pretty close. 2,175. Yeah, so they, they had all these beams to create the skeleton of the Matterhorn, and encased in that skeleton was the existing Skyway Tower. Mm-hmm. They built it over the existing tower. Is it still there today? Because mean, yeah, it must be. I believe it is. Yeah, it has to right. be. Uh, they also used lots of wood to create the Matterhorn. Mm-hmm. In the early days, it wasn't really themed much inside, so you could see a lot of that wood. They used enough wood to build 27 1950s-era tract homes. Wow. And and there's 500 tons of steel and cement. Wow. That's a heavy attraction. They did cement rock work to create the exterior of the Matterhorn, and they worked from the top down. Do you know why? It was so that while they were putting the layers on, they wouldn't fall down onto the completed construction. that makes sense. They didn't want to ruin the work they had already done. Oh, okay. Then they had a special silvery white and blue shade of paint for the snow. The Matterhorn, it ended up being 147 feet tall. It's an exact 1 100th scale of the actual Matterhorn. The, the Matterhorn itself, the real one, is 14,700 feet. Which is crazy. And then, of course, when you create an attraction like the Matterhorn, you need to have plants and trees and things. Mm-hmm. At the base of the Matterhorn are full-size trees, and then they have stunted trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, the higher you go to give it the illusion that it's bigger than it is. Because if you have a regular-sized tree that's near a scaled-down version of the Matterhorn, it'll look off. And they're all native, I believe, to Switzerland, yes? The trees and plants are native to Switzerland. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. When I was a kid, they had this plant that is not there anymore, but it was so pungent and smelled so bad. (laughs) And me and my dad would laugh about it so much. I don't remember what we would call it, but I think we would just end up calling it the Matterhorn plant because uh, he owned a lawnmower shop, so we were at nurseries a lot. Sometimes we would smell that. It's the Matterhorn plant. (laughs) So when they were making the Matterhorn, when it was getting to be near complete, the King of Belgium happened to uh, come to Disneyland and he saw the Matterhorn and he asked Walt why there were holes in the middle of the Matterhorn. And Walt's response... Well, it is a Swiss mountain. <laughs> like Swiss cheese, you know. 
Did he really say that? He did. Yeah. <laughs> Disneyland legend says so. That's one of my favorite Walt quotes. Yeah. It's right up there with, um, we have all kinds of ghosts, you know. Yeah, well, we have all kinds of ghosts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a ghost is playing, sure. That's right. <laughs> so back about the trees. <laughs> so what I thought was interesting also, when they made the Matterhorn, when they made the, the model, actually, every detail was replicated in the full-scale version of the Matterhorn, and they actually would sculpt pockets for trees. Like, they'd make little planters almost. And they would put the trees in there. And each planter that's on the Matterhorn has a nutrient solution that feeds into the trees by using a mass hydroponic irrigation system. Oh. So the Matterhorn itself is a giant sprinkler. (laughs) That's dope. So the ride's built. It's ready. They got to test it. So, of course, they do it with sandbags at first. And uh, someone says to Bob Gurr, well, you built the thing. You should ride it. So he was the first human test subject. Really? Poor Bob Gurr. He had to deal with the whole monorail situation. (laughs) He's had to deal. Just everything. So after Bob Gurr uh, went on it and they saw it was safe enough. He survived. uh, Yep. Uh, a few others decided to go to be in the first five, let's say. And one of the people that really wanted to go was Walt himself. The only problem, the track wasn't finished yet. <laughs> <laughs> what did, wait, what did Bob yeah, what, ride? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So <laughs> what they did. They just put a bunch of pillows at the well, bottom. Uh, <laughs> what they ended up doing was they uh, put a bunch of hay at the end. So you would just... <laughs> Run into a, a bales of hay. Simpler so, times. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So Walt went on it and, and and he went on the ride. He crashed into the hay and he said, hey, this was great. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he crashed into the hay and then said, hey, this is great. <laughs> oh, I'm going to faint. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> Did you not realize what you had said? I didn't! That's not the whole quote! <laughs> the quote is Hey, this is great! <laughs> okay, so he says it's great, and he says, Can we find a way to add the hate in the ride? <laughs> Actually, said, can we find a way to add the hate of the show? Oh, man. <laughs> the show. <laughs> so, so with the hay slowing them down is, is uh, the inspiration for what they came up with to slow down your the vehicle. Splash. The splashdown. I love the splashdown. The splashdown. I like that it's called the splashdown. So when they built the, uh, the Matterhorn, uh, something else was inside of it. What was inside of there, David? What's funny is this is probably one of the first like Disneyland Easter eggy things that I ever like learned about when I was a kid. And apparently everybody else on the internet is sick of talking about it too, <laughs> which is the basketball, the half court basketball uh, court inside the Matterhorn. However, doing the research for it, like trying to find out a little bit more information, apparently there was a rumor going around that 
uh, the city of Anaheim wouldn't let Walt build a mountain. So he said, oh, it, it's actually not a mountain. It's an arena for a gymnasium. <laughs> and that's why the half-court basketball is in there. That's not why. And it's yeah. such like a ridiculous, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I had never heard that rumor before. But oh, really? apparently I, enough people yeah. were talking about it. Yeah. Um, but it does exist inside the Matterhorn. And it's really just a break room for the workers and the climbers. It but sounds. It, isn't it mostly so... just someone just put up a hoop? And yeah, it's it. very much like. Don't imagine like the gymnasium from your high school. <laughs> like that's not what it is. It's like no, and it sounds yeah. a lot more intriguing than it actually. Correct. Is, yeah. So. Once you see photos, and we'll post some photos in the show notes. It's really like I. You wish you didn't yeah. want to see a photo. Of it. I do like that they did put the Matterhorn logo on the backboard. Oh, I didn't see a photo with the Matterhorn logo on it. Yeah. That's fun. Lots of people have that dream to shoot hoops of the Matterhorn. That's right. Um, but it does sound, it, it is a really cool little bit of trivia. So, the Matterhorn opened on June 14th, 1959, and it opened with the monorail, the submarines, and the expanded Autopia. It was considered Disneyland's second opening. It was four yeah. years after mm-hmm. the original, and they had a whole televised event hosted by Art Linkletter, mm-hmm. who hosted the original uh, Disneyland opening. Well, Walt? Yeah? How do you feel? Like an expectant father. <laughs> Nervous, but wonderful. This kind of reminds me of something we did four years ago. Yes, sir. Lots of celebrities and dignitaries were on hand. And did you know, with the 1959 opening of these great attractions, the E-ticket was born. Before this, it only went up to D. Oh, yes. it did. That's mm-hmm. funny. And the <laughs> submarines were also an E-ticket, correct? Yeah. Yeah. The final cost of building the Matterhorn, do you guys know? No. $1.5 million. That's a steal. That was going to be my guess. Really? Yeah. What? Really? Wow. So the Matterhorn was groundbreaking in many ways. As we've already mentioned, it was the first tubular steel roller coaster. Mm -hmm. It was the first fully themed thrill attraction. Oh. It's also the first indoor-outdoor roller coaster. Hmm. And you know what else it did, which was a first? Aero development created the ride control system which made it the first time a roller coaster could have more than one car running on the track Mm -hmm. do you guys know the top speed of the matterhorn 27 miles an hour that's it (laughs) i saw some i saw some people breaking it down online like feet per second and i think that's if you're comparing the left and right side when i think they both go 27 miles an hour but one goes more slightly more feet per second than the other Mm. (laughs) So yeah, at the opening, it was very bare inside. I think if you, there's some videos. uh, I know there's a ride through on the Disneyland Tencennial episode. Mm. Um, I don't know how well you could see the interior of the ride, but everything was kind of opened up. There weren't really any interior caves to look at. And you could just see the wood and the steel that Mm -hmm. built the thing. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess uh, at the time, because it was the first tubular steel roller coaster, most people knew roller coasters to be the wooden style roller coasters, which are just a bunch of trestles and uh, lattice woodwork. So it probably didn't seem too strange. Yeah. And let me say that it opened this way because it needed to coincide with the opening of everything else. Mm. But Walt did have intentions to Mm. theme the inside. 
So there was this televised opening I was mentioning on June 14th, 1959. Richard Nixon was there. You know, they forgot to take the scissors. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but also there was the Swiss Council General and the Sierra Club. And they were the first to scale the Matterhorn. That means climb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Climb Matterhorn, climbers. And then after the that, best. they hired uh, permanent climbers. Mm-hmm. It would usually be two guys, and they would play characters named Hans. And Fritz. And Otto. Ah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we direct your attention to high on the icy slopes of the Matterhorn. Our two young mountain climbing experts, Hans and Otto, Make ready to ascend the treacherous slopes of the towering peak. As I was saying before, Matterhorn climbers are probably one of my favorite things. Yeah, I love it. And then for about 20 years or so, they were going pretty regularly and then not so regularly. Uh, Most recently, they brought them back in 2012. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been a few years now since we've seen them climb, right? I think they only do busy summer weekends. Well, I think that's always been the thing do is that they? they Well, I think it's been the deal since the beginning is that they do it only during the summer. So now in the great year of 2019, if I go during the summer on a weekend and it is busy, will I see someone in Lederhosen climbing that mountain? I mean, we've been I didn't there. see anything online saying that they had formally stopped the show. But I also didn't see any scheduled climbing performances. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't seen them climb for a long time now. Yeah. Uh, I also didn't see any reason that they stopped like somebody got hurt. So yeah. I looked for those stories. Yeah. No, I don't think there's anything like that. And sometimes, if you're lucky, you could even see a giant mouse climbing the Matterhorn named Mickey. Do you remember <laughs> for the 50th anniversary they had a show and then it was like that guy's booming voice, like the Art of Sheen guy? <laughs> The wait, what was that? The art, like the art of um, skiing, oh, but he yes, calls yes, it yes. sheing. Oh, and so yeah, and it would be his thing, and you would see multiple characters on the mountain. We'll celebrate Disneyland's 50th anniversary. Mickey is going to plant a special flag at the very top of the Matterhorn. Didn't like Goofy was on his cell phone and like yeah, I think something <laughs> like that. I just remember his voice and like some. I don't remember. I'll have the whole to see if you could find that. But. Yeah, there's a platform where uh, Donald, Goofy, and maybe Minnie would stand between the castle and the Matterhorn halfway up and you could kind of see them from both walkways and then Mickey, I think, would climb yeah. or something like that was the show. We'll see if, yeah, if we find a video of it, we'll post it in the show notes. And then also there is a staging area or there is a staging area for the climbers and they have a chart in there that shows all the different routes you could take to climb the Matterhorn mm. oh. and they have uh, scales of difficulty. It almost looks like they're not using a rope when they climb it in the opening 1959 special and there's one point where a, the one of the guys of this sierra club is trying to scale the overhanging ridge at the top oh yeah and he's just kind of hanging on <laughs> and he puts down two little lassos basically that he's going to put his feet into to climb up to the top and then he just kind of wiggles his way to the top it's so weird <laughs> and the, to watch this and doesn't yeah. uh the guy from the sierra club he's like this is the 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 most difficult part of uh this style of climbing yeah i think so <laughs> what's he doing right now again that is sixth class climbing he's stepping in slings to make this exceedingly difficult overhang 
This is probably the hardest type of climbing there is, and it really takes experts to make it. But he's a professional. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and then also with the climbers, you would also get the guy with the big horn. What's that horn called? Oh, uh, in down south in Australia, it's the didgeridoo. But, <laughs> but that's not oh, the one. It's the Ricola horn. Wait, I was, I'm like, is it the Ricola horn? Let's all yell Ricola. No. Ricola. Let me see. Is it? We should definitely put a Ricola commercial in the show notes and just like right here. Ricola. Ricola. Ricola cough drops, a pleasant tasting blend of organically grown herbs from Switzerland. For soothing relief, try Ricola. You know, speaking of uh, commercials and products and things like that, you know, Old Spice has Matterhorn flavor. What? You know, Old Spice, the dealer? Yeah. They have a Matterhorn style, and on the cover, it has the Matterhorn, wow. and it has gondolas going through it. It's not a flavor. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. What? Well, I don't know if it's going through it, but they have gondolas in front of it, at least. Okay, it's actually like, Real simple, what the horn is called. It is called an alp horn or an alpen horn. An alpen horn. Hmm. So when Matterhorn opened, did you know it was in Tomorrowland? Yes. It was an officially a Tomorrowland ride. And then in the 70s, they moved it to uh, Fantasyland. That's yeah. right. It but brought... for the most part, everybody's like, no one knows where it lands. Does it land <laughs> in Tomorrowland? Well, we do know because it... there's a map and the yeah. map tells us where it lands. But yeah, I remember everyone, there was a real big moment. <laughs> but, but it belongs in Fantasyland. They're like, if you're but on the, this side, then it, you're on Fantasyland. Doesn't the it. old attraction poster say Fantasyland, though? Uh, now I'm hmm. confused. Maybe it's what you think is the old attraction poster. Yeah, they could have adjusted it. So as we were saying, the inside was bare. There wasn't much to it. No, the inside's a bottom old stone man. <laughs> but Walt always intended for things to be on the inside, but it kept getting delayed due to the World's Fair or due to, you know, pirates or haunted mansion planning. Mm-hmm. So it never happened. But even since the beginning, since before the Matterhorn was built, they had planned to put an abominable snowman in there. Really? Yeah, and Harriet Burns, the same person who was making the models, mm-hmm. she made a life-size abominable yeah. snowman figure. So, okay, keep talking, because I thought we didn't know why he had his name, but now I'm putting together why maybe he has his name. Yeah, no, I don't have any backstory about that. Well, his, her name's Harriet Burns, and his name's Harold. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But That's the closest link that I have... <laughs> Yeah, the abominable snowman that eventually came has been nicknamed Harold by Imagineers or cast members. I'm not sure exactly where the name came Mm -hmm. from. So they were always planning to put the abominable snowman figure in there. And it was supposed to be there by the opening, but they uh, ran out of budget and uh, time. Hmm. So they couldn't add everything they wanted to. The ride became a huge hit. It was one of the most popular rides in all of Disneyland. Everyone wanted to ride the Matterhorn. And in 1978... They were able to finally add all these additions to make it a fully realized themed Matterhorn. 78? 1978. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the reason they were able to do it in 1978 was they didn't want to close it for that amount of time and have people not go on it. Finally, in 1978, Space Mountain came in 77. Mm. So with Space Mountain taking some of the some of the crowds away from Matterhorn, they were finally able to close it and add these additions. So with these new additions... 50 new tandem bobsleds were added. Before, they were just single bobsleds. Now, there's 50 tandem ones, so the capacity went way up. Mm -hmm. Now, when this happened, they also had to reinforce the tracks, and this is where they added the spinning tires, because the bobsleds, now that there's two of them, they're heavier, so they need help getting that speed. Oh, gotcha. The lift tunnel 
was now enclosed and had that let snow effect mm-hmm. that we all knew the very old projection. Well. Yeah. yeah. They also added the abominable snowman's red eyes. Mm. They had the fog bank with icicles and Wait, ice crystals. They added his red eyes, but yeah. he wasn't in the attraction before. What didn't he not show up until seventy eight? No, you yeah, know when you're in the all, all the seventy eight the tunnels and there his eyes would pop up. Oh, okay, yeah, got it. Just as I thought, yeah. I'm thinking that they added red eyes to the abominable snowman. Oh, no, no, no. I'm like, well, yeah. he wasn't there though. Yeah, no. In the darkness, you would see his red mm. eyes just appear. <laughs> yeah, and then the fog bank with. Colorful icicles and ice crystals were added. Mm-hmm. Uh, they added the audio of the wind howling, which is very loud these days. Yeah, so good. <laughs> and finally, they added the abominable snowman himself, and people came to know him as Harold, as we discussed. How many abominable snowmen are in the ride? Three. That's right. There's three. <laughs> Uh, there are two tracks, as as you know, for the ride, which we didn't even discuss. Uh, there's a Tomorrowland side and a Fantasyland side. So the first uh, Bonneville Snowman figure, both sides see, and then each one has a final right. snowman figure. Yeah. The abominable snowman that uh, appeared in the ride was sculpted by Blaine Gibson, who did all the pirates and all the ghosts in the Haunted Mansion. Oh, sure. Country bears and all that stuff. There's a rumor that I've read before. I don't know if it's true, but they were redoing the Jungle Cruise around the time, and there used to be these big, scary gorillas Mm -hmm. that they took out of the ride. And the rumor is that they used his body to create the snowman. Mm. I don't know if it's true, but I like to think it is. (laughs) So when you make a snowman, obviously he has to have a voice. He has to have have a roar. So Imagineering decided to have a growl off to see who would be the voice of the Matterhorn's new abominable snowman. Abominable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the winner was Dennis Meacham, an Imagineer in Wedge Special Services Department. And his first take that he did for the contest is the one that's in the ride. Wow. And it's such a great sounding roar. Yeah. I can't, oh God, it's so good. I you can't should make it a text it. tone on your phone. There's certain times you can hear it all around Disneyland. You can't hear it as much anymore. They also changed the roar when they redid the snowman, which we'll talk about soon. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think it was able to travel more in the old days because the Matterhorn had all these holes yeah. where the Skyway was. So speaking about voices of the Matterhorn, you have to talk about Jack Wagner, who is the voice of Disneyland for many years, mm-hmm. and he became synonymous with the Matterhorn bobsleds and the final statement of Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Which they have <laughs> changed. Uh, In 2005, I think they changed 2005, it. 2005, they changed it to be uh, more compliant to today's standards. But it's still Jack Wagner, which is so bizarre. It's like an alternate take or something. It's still Jack Wagner. They took it from uh, a breakdown spiel. Ah. Oh. His voice is just incredible. I love it. And his Remain Seated Please became so famous. And then, of course, it was put into No Doubt song, Tragic Kingdom. That's right. Which made it even more famous. <laughs> How did we settle on Remain Seated Please for the name of our blog and now podcast? Well, I think because we wanted people to stay seated and listen to the blog. Uh, <laughs> you guys went through some stuff. I think at We did. Point, we had a bunch of terrible yeah. ideas, but Remain Seated yeah. Please makes so much sense. I remember we had... But how did we... We had David Line Park. That, yeah, that was my or favorite. No, no, Disneyland. Yeah. Disneyland. Disneyland. Disneyland Line Park. Park. Yeah. Disneyland yeah, Park. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, 
it makes so much sense now. How did we... It, it almost seems like too good of an idea that we would have come up with. <laughs> <laughs> so then the Matterhorn has all the additions. And um, in 1994, Skyway closed. Mm-hmm. So at that point, they sealed up the Matterhorn. So the giant holes it had that made it Swiss cheese is now gone. The Tomorrowland side still has those holes, but sealed up from the inside more. Mm-hmm. Now, is the Mickey on the side of the Matterhorn, was that there before they closed up the holes? Or is that a result of them closing up the holes? I don't know about a Mickey. There's a set of holes in the Matterhorn that look like a hidden Mickey. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. I think they're on the Tomorrowland side. I remember seeing a Photoshop photo, though, where it's like a perfect Mickey silhouette. Oh, it's not perfect. No, it's... <laughs> it's, it's this one is, yeah. <laughs> and then in 1995, uh, the Wells Expedition was added to the little fog bank that you go by where the icicles are. And that was in honor of Frank Wells, who was the president of the Walt Disney Company. He died in 1994, the previous mm-hmm. year. In a mountainy accident or something? In a mountain climbing accident, which seems strange. <laughs> I don't know about that, but oh. he uh, he was a mountain climber. So the great thing about the Matterhorn, which makes it really special, is it's never been duplicated before. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they didn't have the idea to duplicate it. And they even got as far as to create concept art one time. They were going to propose a Switzerland pavilion in mm-hmm. Epcot and have the Matterhorn in Epcot, which I think would be kind of neat. Yeah. They couldn't find a sponsor for it, and it never got off the ground. Mm-hmm. But the closest thing would be Expedition Everest, which mm-hmm. opened in 2006. The, there are comparisons, as it's a giant snowy mountain with a, a Yeti inside of it. Everybody kept wanting a Matterhorn at Walt Disney World, and they kept trying to think of ways to do it. Another way they tried to create a... Mount Fuji attraction in the Japan Pavilion Um, mm -hmm. that would have been slightly set back like slightly outside of what we know the berm of Epcot is and it would have been there and Kodak basically convinced Disney not to do a Fuji attraction. Um, How dare they? Yeah. Next up in the Matterhorn's history in 2012, it went down for a big refurbishment. And that's when it got a more realistic paint scheme, which is the scheme we have today, which for a while there, it was almost entirely white. Yeah. And now the Matterhorn has its snow in the proper crevices as if snow actually fell on it. That's right. But it's not glittery anymore. No, right? it is. It, it is. is. They, mm-hmm. Okay. They actually... It, it wasn't glittery before. They had sort of a gotcha. silvery paint, but this time they added glass into the paint okay. to make it shine. Mm-hmm. I know I look at it all the time, and yet somehow I'm like, it's not glittery. <laughs> and there's less snow on the south side than there is on the north side. That's mm. right. Why is that? Because we are in the northern hemisphere, and the sun is usually always on the south side of mountains. Oh, good to know. Also in 2012 is when they changed your bobsleds to no longer have lap sitting. That's uh, right. Each person has their own which was place a, to sit. Which was a blessing and a curse at the same time. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> In 2015, for the 60th anniversary of Disneyland, uh, that's when they updated the abominable snowman. He looks great. Yep. So good. So good. Before he was uh, a full-size figure. Now he's kind of leaning out of the Matterhorn, reaching mm. for you. It's like he's climbing out of a right out of the mountain. So basically. he's kind of like from the waist up. Mm-hmm. But he's incredible. One of the most realistic animatronics I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I don't think his voice is as good as it was before. They changed some things up. <laughs> 
It still is great. Mm-hmm. And then they also added when you're going up the lift hill. Yeah, uh, they have these uh, things of ice where he's roaming mm-hmm. around. Yeah, in the he ice follows and... you up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you hear his footsteps so good. And that year, they also updated the fog bank scene. They got rid of the Wells Expedition and changed it to an area of things that the it's like a abominable snowman almost. has collected yeah. mm-hmm. so it's old ride vehicles like the old skyway i and, love uh, the skyways in there yeah and uh what else old is toboggans there? yeah skis and they're so all like ripped apart and, yeah it's really good i like it me too 2017 brought fast pass to the attraction mm-hmm. also in 2017 the Old the bottle snowman found its way into another ride. <laughs> That's Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Yeah. And also, very recently, this uh, last year, they added a new entrance and queue to the Matterhorn. Now, the new entrance, uh, it's very neat. It's a little... I really like it. It's like it. a little chalet yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. has a... I like the weather vane of the top. It's a the top of the Matterhorn with a goat on top of it. Mm-hmm. And if they line up just right, you can make it the top of the actual Matterhorn. Mm, I didn't yeah. have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then they have like all of those, uh, the flags that yeah. connect, and there's like a lot of bells and um, some hiking equipment, mm-hmm. as well as the Fast Pass loading area has an homage to the Fantasyland Skyway clock. Mm, um, that's right. Beautiful. I love it so much. Yeah, the Fantasyland Skyway side was all Swiss themed. That's right. And that was before the Matterhorn. Uh, so Walt always had a little bit of a fascination with Switzerland. Yeah. But yeah, so that brings us to today. 60 years of the Matterhorn, and it's as popular as ever. It's a great ride. It does, it, it, it could be less bouncy. They could yeah. do something, I think. I don't know um, what they could do, though. It I, would have to be to the ride vehicle at this point. Well, they could at least give us cushioning seats again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, the Matterhorn, it's become very famous. It's one of the most famous rides in Disneyland. Uh, it's right up there with Pirates and Small World. It was featured in Randy Newman's song, I Love L.A. Oh, yeah. So where is it in there? There's this line that he says, like, look at that mountain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> does, yeah. Look at that mountain. Look at those trees. Look at that mountain. Look at those trees. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that mountain is Matterhorn Mountain. Yeah, yeah. and the uh, monorail is going through it also. Yeah. So it's like, it's a street view of the Matterhorn. Wait, oh, is this in the music video? Uh-huh. Yeah. I see. I did not see the music video. So when he says, look at that mountain, I'm picturing in Dodger Stadium, the mountain <laughs> that you're looking at. What, did you think the song was written for Dodger no, Stadium? No, I didn't. But that's, <laughs> when I think of that song, I think of Dodger Stadium. Yeah, that's the song that... Oh, they yeah, play from- Dodger Stadium when the Dodgers win a game. Yeah. So now it always have a Disney connection as well. That's right. It was also featured in That Thing You Do when they lose the also. bassist yeah. and the bassist is writing it with Mickey Mouse. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So the Matterhorn is Ethan Embry. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. We should get Ethan on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you guys already talked about the Matterhorn. <laughs> We're doing One of my favorite movies of all time is Slums of Beverly Hills. Yeah. And <laughs> there's one scene where they're trying to skip out on their rent bill. So they yeah. get in the car like at four in the morning and drive away. And the and the manager comes out and starts yelling at them and saying, like, where do you think you're going? You're you're skipping out on the bill. And and Alan Arkin just says, no, we're going to Disneyland. We're going to ride the Matterhorn. You want to come? 
<laughs> that's good. Yeah. God, that's a great movie. I love that movie. So yeah, that's the Matterhorn. Do you have yeah. anything else to add? Only, so for research, uh, this week I actually rode the Matterhorn. I have oh. very much been a proponent of burning it to the ground, uh-huh. uh, hey. mostly because of just how terrible the experience of riding it physically is. Uh, but you got to admit, visually, it's incredible. Well, that's the thing that's easy to forget for me. So I rode both tracks this week, uh, did single rider, uh, which is kind of a pain because they do it randomly. Mm-hmm. They The single rider entrance, even though it is like built into the wood of the chalet of the queue, uh, is not always open. Mm-hmm. So you might walk up and you say, oh, I'm a single rider. They're like, oh, the single rider queue is not open. Luckily, the cast member was like, come back in about 15 minutes. I learned the second time I went that the cast member standing at the fast pass entrance will be holding a stack of green tickets if they're holding a stack of green tickets that means that the single rider queue is Ah. open and i know what to look for when he's about to go pick up those tickets because he basically has to cross from the fast pass part of the queue to the regular part of the queue and there's a little door that he opens where he keeps them so that is where you can almost like uh i think they still do it remember at uh, big thunder they keep the single rider tickets like up in this like little piece of wood um, right next to the fast pass queue and you can do single rider there oh, okay. um, but anyway so if he or she has the stack of green tickets in there i they were green both times that i did it uh, you mean stacks of green paper in his red right hand that's right <laughs> <laughs> um he's wearing red gloves because it's cold oh. um <laughs> So yeah, I waited 15 minutes, went in the single rider line, got on in five minutes. It was great. Uh, did Tomorrowland side, and I have thoughts. What did I remember? Yeah, my how, did you, how did you feel? So that? this is because I, I just, it's really uncomfortable for me. I'm a very tall person. Uh, I sat in the front, which was super fun. As a single rider, you don't really get a choice, so uh, it's, it's wherever they have room. Uh, but I got to sit in the front, which was super fun. And I forgot about the whole projection mapping on that glass snowy area and that was really cool i don't think it's mapping though is it well i watched him an imagineering video from when they were implementing these updates and they said projection mapping i'm pretty sure Mm. um which didn't make sense to me i was like well it's just a projection of the snowman yeah it's because to me it seems like it's basically video behind glass right yeah yeah, I don't know. One thing I noticed is going up the Tomorrowland side, I don't know if it's just my neck or what, but it seems easier to look to your left and see that than it did to my right when I was going up the Fantasyland side. I almost didn't see him moving or anything. I just heard, I, I mm. saw that there was something behind the glass, but not him. Like on the Tomorrowland side, I don't know. It made. I wonder if it's also like a timing situation. Could be. Like if you if both of the bobsleds are not in sync with each other. Yeah, I did notice. Uh, but I think I, I I don't ride the attraction enough to know. But it seemed like they were staggering them the whole time. Like the Fantasyland side, both times I went was about twenty feet in front of the Tomorrowland side. Mm. But both times we rode down, we did consistently ride next to each other on the tandem track. So I don't know. So left side, road in front. I prefer it. It was bumpy and smooth to me. Yeah, it's real. Um, the I remember the last time, like my thighs, like because my knees stick out over the side of the bobsled, so right like where my calf and my thighs were touching the side of the car. I remember being really painful last time. This time, and I rode it twice within twenty minutes. 
it didn't bother me so much. So I don't know. It was like sort of smooth, but also very rocky, almost because like the turns are too sharp. Mm. So yeah, I'm not sure. I what? feel like any changes they would need to make are to the ride vehicles themselves to put shocks or something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, my initial thoughts were basically that the turns aren't banked enough to handle the turns that are on the attraction. I, I, put, I love the sound of the snowman following you, and I assume it meant up the lift hill. Yeah. Um, because it's just, these are the things I sort of forget where I completely had forgotten the Abominable Snowman had been updated. Um, <laughs> so I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, two, two Snowman is rad. Like, I didn't remember, like, seeing, I didn't remember that you saw a second one after seeing the first. I could never tell where I am in the mountain until I get to the bottom. Oh. Like, as you come out and back in the mountain and out and back in the mountain until, like, near the end. I can never tell where I am in the mm. park. I love the water breaks. I sad face because no more remain seated, please. And oh, don't wear a hat. I spent most of my first entire ride pointing my head down so my hat didn't fly off. So the oh, second geez. time I rode, I just took my hat and my glasses off. Of course. Um, so on the right side, I said I rode in number four. So in each bobsled, there's three seats. So I was the front of the second car. And I remember preferring the Fantasyland side when I was a kid. And I said I wrote that before I rode. I don't know if I ended up preferring. I think I prefer the Tomorrowland side now. Only because you go, you dip under that bridge yeah. uh, on the Tomorrowland I, yeah. side of the mountain. I've always preferred the Tomorrowland side. Hmm. I think I prefer the Fantasyland side. Yeah. I will say the Tomorrowland side, you see the second unwantable snowman earlier and there still mm. is a lot, a lot of ride left oh i did remember yeah it was one seemed like there was a lot of time between it and i said very dark at the beginning so on the fantasy land side after the lift hill you kind of go through the mountain for a while before you even go outside and it's very dark for a long time uh -huh. and i thought maybe that was going to lead to me saying something about the abominable snowman but and I guess we should mention that the reason it's not a Yeti and it's an abominable snowman is a regional thing. Yes. My second abominable snowman did not have red eyes on the Fantasyland side, which I think was just it being broken. Oh. Lots of open doors when I was on the Fantasyland side. Uh oh. What I've was that about? Door. A lot of the time you could see like a curtain that just leads into a door or something. <laughs> I kept thinking, I was like, oh, am I seeing the basketball court? But then I realized like it was almost like this one part every time I passed. This one, I don't know if it's like a straight, if you're thinking of like a pole that goes straight up and down the mountain, every time I pass this one part, it was always like an open door. So I don't know if there's this spiral staircase that goes up right there or something. Out. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my take on the Matterhorn having ridden it this week. I know you have another hot take about the Matterhorn. Uh, Which is? How do you feel about the uh, fencing of the Matterhorn? Oh, yeah, I was going to ask. <laughs> uh, and I could not find any information about when this might have changed. But a few, maybe a month ago, I had to text Robert from the parks. I said, what on earth have they done to the fencing around the Matterhorn? And you didn't know what I was talking about. Did you notice? Have you noticed since you've been there? Uh, yeah, I looked. It, it didn't really look. It, odd to me. It, it really stood out as being like poorly maintained and oddly spaced and almost it almost seemed like there were twice as many vertical railings as there used to be but then we I mean, looked on it does seem like a lot but it, i didn't notice a change from the past yeah and i feel like i don't know something just struck me that day about there being so many vertical railings that it didn't look parallel because there's too many spots for error I'll have to take a look. Yeah. 
I'm very confused. It really just stood out to me, and I was just like, what is happening with this? You know what I love about the Matterhorn also Mm -hmm. is uh, the footprint of the... (gasps) Yeah, and that was uh, only added in 78, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, There's two of them, aren't there? There's two of them, yeah. Oh, is there? One in the front, one in the back. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to say is because I love the Skyway Buckets. A lot of people think they closed the Skyway Buckets because that guy jumped out. No. Um, uh, but it coincided sort of it, it in terms of it closed shortly after he had uh, jumped out uh, and tried to sue the theme park because he did that. The main pylon that's inside the Matterhorn had actually degraded. And the only way that they would have been able to maintain the ride would have been to tear open the side of the Matterhorn, which they did not want to do. Oh, I didn't know again, that actually. So, is, again, a one and done situation <laughs> that we talked about, I believe, in the last Star Wars, Star yeah. Wars one where we were talking about them not being able to take things out. Yeah. And so what they did is they took out the Skyway buckets and diverted the operating budget from that to Indiana Jones because that was going to be a new attraction that they would have needed to. So why did they take it out in Florida then? Uh, I didn't look at that. It was in the Skyway <laughs> episode, but well, I did watch a ride through on the Skyway buckets that was taken, I think, in 1988. And you could see the snowman all good. Yes, oh. it was so amazing. I didn't realize yeah, how great of a view you got of the snowman. And when you came out the Tomorrowland side, how close you were to the waterfall. It I'm was have right to look there. This up. Oh, it's such a. I'm going to put that very particular video that I came across. Please. And I, and I, I just love when you're in that room just the giant snow cavern that you're in which you can still kind of see mm-hmm. in the ride but yeah it was just so nicely themed and detailed and then finally i went down a deep dark rabbit hole the fans of the matterhorn have real minecraft energy because so many video game minecraft heads are on youtube posting videos of them building the matterhorn and riding through it and some are terrible (laughs) and some are really good like really really good the game from the early 90s ski jump was based on the matterhorn i did not know that is that the one that's because it's not true oh (laughs) (laughs) minecraft is a bonkers youtube hole to go down um because I just don't understand how a game that looks this terrible has such a rabid fan base. So yeah, the the whole like video game community seems to really embrace the Matterhorn. Matterhorn. I Matterhorn. think I've turned a new tide on the Matterhorn. <gasps> I don't think Matterhorn Monday. Yeah, uh, I do, I don't think I would ever stand in line for it. I might fast pass it. For sure, I would single rider it because you can single rider it within five minutes. It's Mm. great. Well, I'm glad you love it. I do. We hope you enjoyed this episode about the Matterhorn bobsleds. Uh, What are your memories of the Matterhorn? What are your likes and dislikes of this classic Disney ride? (laughs) Give them a happy anniversary greeting. Let us know in the comments below. (laughs) Romaine about it. (laughs) (laughs) Romaine? Like lettuce. Tomato? (sighs) Couldn't let me have that one, could you? (laughs) You can find us on the internet at Remain Seated Please on Facebook and Instagram, and we're Remain Seated Pulse on Twitter, PLS, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, and if you leave a rating, you might get it read on the show, like this one from Scotty Lineman, which says, definitely my favorite Disney podcast. Best. Thank you, Scotty Lineman.
Anthea, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Magically Delicious Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitters. All right. Well, remain seated, please. I'm David. I am Robert. And I'm Anthea. Alvita <sighs> Sen. Oh, good one. That is a really good one. <laughs> Darn it. Put some yodeling in for me, please. Where's that from? That's like hula, but also yodeling. Yeah. It's from my heart. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. There. That wasn't so bad. Was it? I'll see you all a little later. You may not survive to pass this way again. Time to be moving along. Hurry back. And barrel around to see us again. I finally see the Matterhorn.